That's like uh, Tom Cruise playing Martin Luther King. Uh, I would go see that. God damn it, Anton. The 2OC. The show that covers the things we love from two parts of the world. Orange County, California and Orange County, Florida. Welcome to episode 6. This episode of the 2OC, we talk about Excels, the ED209. Don't forget to identify yourself. And Disney continues to keep it real. I'm Alan Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. Alright, Anton, well, we're starting off this week. Xbox announced Xbox One X. Why the name X? I, I guess it's because it's extreme. So, okay. I'm wondering if this is actually supposed to be a completely new system or if it's just an upgraded xbox one okay so th- they already have a upgraded xbox one system which is the xbox one s they have a slim Sam. that slimmed slimmed down yeah but that's a slimmed down version. it's a slimmed down version but it's an upgraded version of the old one that uh is competing against the uh, uh playstation 4 pro Okay. Yeah. So that's all. I don't know. That was just my curiosity because it's strange that they wouldn't change the name more if it was supposed to be a new system. Usually that's what, that's what companies want to do is they want to you know identify that it's the brand new one. This is not a modified version of the old thing. It, it is a modified to- version of the old thing because uh, w- what they're trying to do is they're trying to upgrade everything to 4K, uh, put better graphics, and you're able to play the old games on it too. So I, I have a feeling it's kind of like a, a PC that they just modded and then they mass yeah. produced it. And you could pretty much play the same software as the Xbox One. So a new graphics card. Yeah, a new graphics card. And a lot of developers love it because of uh, the limitations that are lifted on what they were able to do. Like, for example, when they made Overwatch, they were only able to you know do so much because of their uh, graphics working on the project so when you actually play the game on the xbox one right now some of the pixels and the shading on the um skins are a little Mm -hmm. uh downgraded compared to what it is on the pc yes it's not as clean as it could be yes exactly so i i guess the xbox one x kind of gives that extra stuff that you can get out of it and you mentioned what what was the new PlayStation console? Uh the PS4 Pro. And cuz PlayStation hasn't announced a brand new system. That again is an upgraded version. So I'm wondering this is just to you know that's in response to that system. No, it was a uh in a response to actually it, it was a response to the first part which is what they wanted to do was to maximize the storage space. Uh that's one mm-hmm. thing. Another thing is they uh, expanded um, on a better performance chips uh, with graphics and a little bit of everything else, but it's not as crazy as Xbox One X. Well, and to be fair, I'm, I know this almost seems like a money grab for the consoles, but like the 360 and the PS3, they were around for a very long time before the new ones came out. 
was the PS3? Yeah. Uh, they were around for like, what, 10 years? Uh, Almost 10 years because uh, they 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 were around for 10 years because they had, um, you know, the, the new system while they were having the old one. But they didn't really fully switch over until like two years later. But I'm saying I'm happy they're doing this because they're at least upgrading the current console instead of just keeping the same thing and waiting for the next big console replacement. No, uh, this at the end of this year, uh, towards the end of this year, the Xbox One S mm-hmm. is going up against the uh, PS4 Pro. So those two are contending against each other. I think the Xbox One X is just a standalone uh, because of the price point too. It's five hundred bucks, four ninety nine. Pretty pricey, because wasn't the Xbox One four hundred? Yes, it was four hundred. And the reason why it's 400 is uh, you can get it bundled with something, but they just dropped the price for those uh, also. It's a really weird contender for the Xbox One X. I don't think uh, it has anyone to compete with because uh, I think it's a standalone uh, powerhouse machine for a console. So the question is, you are more of an early adopter than I am. Are you going to get either the PlayStation Pro or the new Xbox X One X? I am not. I am not getting any of those. The only reason why is there's really no point. A lot of the TVs I have in my house is uh, 1080. Yeah. The only TV I have that is 4K is uh, the one in my den. Mm-hmm. And that one, I don't really put any crazy games or anything on it. If you really wanted a really good game system and you have a really good TV, then yes. But however, the Xbox One X does have the capability of making 1080 look really nice. They have these uh, special shaders, uh, a special software that converts the 4K down to 1080, but gives it more of a oomph. And that's what they demoed at the Xbox um, event. Yeah, um, unless my system breaks down, which Microsoft, don't you dare... Break, like give me a red ring or whatever they used to be called. Hey, the the Xbox One has been actually a pretty good system for not failing like the 360 did. And I, I think they did a very good job with this one. Oh, yeah, but mine's kind of scaring me a bit now. Uh, it's randomly, maybe because summer's starting, but it's just like randomly yeah. all of a sudden the fan just kicks on. And it's... Yeah, but it is showing some age because you've been having that system for a very long time. Uh, not that long. Probably, what, three years? Three years? I think so. Uh, a little longer. Yeah, three, four years, you're right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Time passed by pretty quick, so. It does, and it takes us right into the future, which is what I'm going to talk about next. Did you see in the group chat when I was talking about Nightscope? Nightscope. I saw that, but uh, I didn't really care. <laughs> but did you see the picture? Uh, no, I didn't see it. Tell me about it. So think of uh, a tall R2-D2. This thing is about 5'8", five, 5'7". Five, so what happened was I was at the gym at the Irvine Spectrum. I was leaving and I'm going to my car when I see this weird giant trash can thing coming at me. I f- at first I thought it was like a smart car or something like that, but then it left the driving area and started walking, started going down the pedestrian side. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is that thing? And I see somebody behind them. I'm like, Oh, maybe it's like a, a beefed up Segway. 
And as I get closer, I see like it's a this tech girl following behind the machine, typing some stuff into her laptop, and I guess she was testing it in a real world environment. So Oh, it, it kinda looks like a dialect, right? Yes. From Doctor Who? It's a uh, dialect meets Stormtrooper, I guess. Yeah, I guess because it's white. It's white and it has like the cur- yeah. Racist. Oh god. Actually they have different color versions. They're kind of sweet. I kind of like the red one, but, you know, that's using my color screen. So they have a yellow one for Asian? They have a red one for the rednecks, but none for the Asian. <laughs> no, they have... They, I think they're kind of being kind of obvious, but they went, They have a red, white, and blue. Mm-hmm. So this, this is what it has. It has advanced anomaly detection, which is just a fancy way of saying it can, it can detect changes in the environment. Autonomous presence... Again, a fancy way of saying that it knows where it is, so it can wander by itself without being guided. Uh, live 360 degree video streaming, so since the security guard doesn't leave his, his desk, he can watch it live there, or whoever the tech person in charge of the system is. They can mm-hmm. watch it from their phone. Uh, forensic capabilities, which I have no idea what that means in the case of this robot. And real-time notifications, because, you know, 2017. The future tech that they want to add to this thing is gun detection, which they want to add because they want to put these things into uh, uh, malls and arenas. So within the next five years, you might be going to a concert and seeing one of these things wandering around. I can see like someone hacking into it and, and you know, doing some crazy stuff. Not, well, okay. First of all, that's where, the, <laughs> that's where my reference at the beginning of the show comes in for, uh, when I said the ED, ED-209. Do you know where that's from? Okay. No. RoboCop Two. Oh, okay, that's a good reference. Yeah, when the when the when RoboCop's being replaced by like those wannabes, the thing uh, the thing that says uh, identify yourself. The person says, "Oh, it's me. I'm head of security. Identify yourself. Head of, head of security. Prepare to be terminated in ten seconds unless you identify yourself." And then the guy dies. <laughs> This is pretty much like the prototype version. <laughs> yeah, hopefully uh, it does kill somebody. I'm just kidding. Yeah, but I mean, in the future, they want to add in uh, 16 microphone arrays and the uh, IBM. So it's going to be an Alexa? No, actually, s- smarter than that because they want to add uh, integrate IBM's Watson, which Watson has been actually been implementing a lot. There's some airlines that are starting to use it now for their diagnostic systems. Uh, I was- let me see here. I'll add in some pictures in the show notes and maybe on our Instagram. But yeah, they, it looks like they have the pro version, the one that I saw, a smaller version that was probably like R2D2 size, and this cool little security guard uh security guard car. I can see it in the future now, like people with like VR headsets and they're using the VR to uh act like, you know, they're they're inside the machine. So it's kind of like Avatar the movie, but like uh, you know, someone can do remotely from somewhere else. I partially agree. I think that'd be probably like the early version. That's probably what this is going to be. Mm-hmm. But the final version, I think it's going to be completely AI. Yeah. Where it doesn't need human integration. And the and the thing with that is, regardless of how much that system is, well, not regardless, but within a certain price range, that would make sense. Yeah. I mean, I, because... I think they would have that feature too, to like jump in and, and control it. And I think it'd just be like some fat guy in a room or something, and and well, you know. <laughs> that's a that's the thing though. Instead of you know each arena or mall or whatever this thing's gonna be guarding, each of each location having its own security company or security staff, 
it could just be one IT person in a in a centralized location for the company. And the thing is, like, there's no people are gonna say, "Oh, I want to, I want an actual live security guard there to monitor," but they're not gonna do anything in case of a real emergency. And that's not talking smack on security guards. It's their job is to observe and report, which this machine <laughs> is gonna be able to. Paul Blart. No, it, it, yeah, <laughs> but that's true though. That's their mission statement. Mm-hmm. And this machine's gonna be able to do it better because the human eye is not that good. Doesn't a security guard go through all those training to take people down too? So, uh, it depends like on Paul Blart. Sec- He's Ma Cop. Oh my god! Don't believe everything you see in movies. <laughs> <laughs> I never and seen I, that movie. It's so bad. I, I so many. I honestly think the the training that security guards do get, or like the ones that actually know how to kick butt, are the ones that are actually that are in the process of becoming cops. Mm-hmm. But you know, full time security guard that that has no other career choices other than that probably isn't going to take down somebody with a gun. Yeah. Wait. Can I can I move on to something real quick and you can jump back? Sure. Uh, there's actually a new movie coming out soon with Antonio Banderas. He's a, a, a an ex like soldier, and then uh, he just tried to get a security job and he ended up working at a mall. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I just saw that trailer recently. You know, uh, you can probably put it in the show notes. You know who inspired that, right? Who? Who? Okay, who used to be a badass in the early '90s and then kind of disappeared and came back with a reality show where he was a sheriff? Give you a hint: long hair, ponytail. Yeah, yeah, I know his name. <laughs> Damn it, Seagal, bro. Steven Seagal. I would not be surprised if Steven Seagal did not inspire that. That story. I don't know. It could be a true story, though. I mean, it's a well, not not even true story, but just like a writer was like, "Oh, dude, that would totally make a good good movie if I just change this up." Yeah, I gotta bring it back. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just wanted to finish up by saying um, what I was saying earlier: the human eye is not that well trained. Oh, not well trained. Is not that good at focusing on one thing. It takes in a lot of information, but your mind focuses on one point. So what the security camera will do is it's observing reporting everything 360 so if something does happen law enforcement or government officials will be able to play that back and analyze it in so much more detail than somebody can recollect Uh, i think i have something better that can probably solve all that drones no what human cyborgs like robocop yeah but you know again robocop 2 (laughs) they had a lot of issues trying to recreate robocop like that one that committed suicide. Yeah. But I mean, you know, at least you have like a human controlling it. And, you know, there's some, uh, you know, realistic feel to it where, you know, he has feelings and emotion. Actually, the human element is what makes him dangerous. <laughs> Did you not, do you not pay attention to those movies? Like what? What movie has humans controlling robots where it doesn't backfire? Oh, yeah. Uh, Skynet. Even what? Even while even Wally rebelled, bro. <laughs> oh my God. All right. So, anyways, you saw Wonder Woman this week. What do you think? Finally, please tell me. <laughs> All right. So, first off, I know our listeners. I mean, this is by the time they listen to it, it's going to be the end of the third weekend for Wonder Woman. So, I'm going to try to keep it short. First of all, I have no idea what Josias is hating on. I I love that movie, dude. I. I think it's better than Captain America, the first Avenger. Wow, really? I think so too, actually. Because I I felt like it was a little weak with uh, Captain America, the first one. It 
I feel like it was a little too short. That's it. So Captain America, they had a montage where he's doing like the uh, USO, like, you know, like the plays and stuff like that, which is funny. But it just took me out of the movie so much. I was like, okay, can we just get this over with? Oh, he punched Hitler. Okay, that's kind of funny. With Wonder Woman, they had a lot of story background, but I never felt like I was being explained stuff, except for the storybook. But even that, that was kind of interesting because I liked See, uh, Greek well, One mythology. thing that I think they didn't really, uh, you know, mention or show that much in Captain America is his training. He didn't really have much training. Uh, yeah. It's just showmanship <laughs> he, he, and like, you know, shows and. He did some jogging and he jumped on a grenade. Yeah. <laughs> and you, I agree. You're right. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. I think that's the weak point of it. Because, I mean, all you see is him just going to stage shows, like you said. But, okay, and the, there's so many things I want to cover about this, but I'll start off with the surface. Chris Pine, great element to the story. I, I He was annoying at first. I was like, oh, my God, they added Chris Pine for the female audience, I know, especially that, that shower scene or the bath scene. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. But his character adds so much to Diana's decision-making. Yeah. His he is the point of view for humanity, mm-hmm. uh, for her to, for her to see humanity, the good and the bad. He's not perfect the way humanity is imperfect. He's just trying to do what he thinks is right. Right, you do what you can. Mm-hmm. And that last scene, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little choked up. <laughs> I I'd say he's still alive. I'm gonna call it out. <laughs> Superhero movies. Oh my god. No, honestly, that is probably like the second most dramatic. The feels scene in a superhero movie I've seen since uh, Civil War, where Iron Man and Captain America are fighting. Mm-hmm. The feels when it's it, yeah, when he's he's my friend, I was too kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So that that I mean, Chris Pine, great element. Um, but props to the director; she did a great job of not just making the women empowered and strong characters. But it wasn't over-the-top cheesy, like girl power kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. It was strong character. Not strong woman, just strong character. Mm -hmm. And I think, props to Patty, because if I think it was a male director, it would have come off as cheesy. Yeah. They would the male director would have been trying to not shortchange the female hero. Yeah, I think Cal Gadot went all out with this movie. I think she... Really gave it her all. And yeah, that's where I want to finish off my point was Gal, last but not least. She did a great job with the action scenes. There was some CGI, but they did not use it. They didn't overuse it as much as I thought they would. Mm-hmm. She did do a lot of her own action scenes, especially the training, mm-hmm. which I'm sure some of the some of the women in the, like, the training scenes did their own stunts. Like there probably were stunt um, like trick shot people in there. Yeah. Uh, but besides looking like a badass and doing her own stunts, she did a great job of like the the silent moments where there's no lines, like when she's on top of the the church tower in the French village. She was looking down at the people, didn't say anything, but her face was that of a kind of a proud mom. Like oh yeah, <laughs> like for her to convey that, like kind of like I would would have imagined a mom seeing her kid graduating. Or like achieving something major, that was like the the look she was giving to the talent, saying like I I helped them, and now they're living their lives through like that gift. Like I'm proud of them. 
I like that look. It's a pretty good look. And that's I'm like, holy crap, she did an amazing job. So I, that's my those are my points. I'm trying to keep it short because <laughs> I'm I'm sure everybody's tired of hearing about Wonder Woman. Oh, one thing that people were bashing about the movie, which I mean, it had good reviews anyways, but the slow mo. I mean, I'm a big fan of the slow mo. I don't know what people are talking about, but they said there was too many of it. I think it's just perfect. Not that much. I don't think there were. I mean, the you have to do the slow mo. Actually, actually, I think they only did the slow mo when the bullets were flying. The bullets are flying. There was one time where she was, uh, you know, going in really slow and, uh, you know, slashing people, and then she kicked someone out of the tower or something, like, or house or something like that from the second floor. Oh yeah, the, the, yeah. You, you have to really like notice it to notice it. But I mean, I I loved it all. I, I, uh, I don't care taking my time looking at Gal. I really don't care. Yeah, just give <laughs> give, give me more time to look at her. Like b- both being hot and a badass. Yeah, I realistically, I I as long as the movie is not like Dragon Ball Z, where it's so fast oh where you can't God. see the action, then I'm okay. I'd rather slow it down and see exactly every single detail. Yeah, the the only negative part that I have about the the movie is the three the cgi for aries at the end mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Su- half of his scenes half of the fight scenes there's some he looks okay others is like holy crap they should have rendered that a little bit more mm-hmm. but beyond that i i love that movie i will be buying it uh peep this is kind of one of those throwbacks to like when the superhero movies first started going coming out where people were coming out of the theater kind of like almost doing their own little karate chops kind of thing Mm-hmm. So I think like if if not just women would be coming out trying to punch people, but I think everybody would be coming out trying to punch people, <laughs> <laughs> trying to be a badass like Wonder Woman. Yeah. So right when you get out of the movie theater, you do a karate chop. Are we gonna take bets on how many uh, like male Wonder Woman costumes we're gonna see this Halloween? <laughs> I don't need a bet. I know it's gonna happen. I mean, they already have the the male rompers, the br- the mm-hmm. brompers, the brompers, brompers. Yeah. Yeah, that was going to be a big sale, so, <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else you want to point out about Wonder Woman before we move on? Uh, No, let's move on. There's a lot of news with E3 this week, be, besides all the Xbox One that we were talking about earlier. Uh, people were very excited for Mario, Mario. Mario? It's Mario. Mario Odyssey. Have you heard about Mario Odyssey? Mario Odyssey, no. Okay, so people are... Very, very big fans of like the N sixty four, Mario World. What was it Mario? Mario sixty four. Yeah. And you played it many times before because you own an N sixty four, correct? Yes. Yeah, and it's such a great game, and it's been a very long time since then that we had something this good. I mean, we had you know a couple of games on the Wii, but this is a whole new level. There's so many things you can do in this one. They tried to implement a lot of the more free roaming mm-hmm. world to it, uh, kind of like the the one on N sixty four, but they gave it to, uh, some extra stuff that you can do to a point where you can interact with everything in the world, um, and it takes place in you know uh, the city uh, where there's you know people walking around, high sky rises, kind of like this this Spider Man um, free roaming game that you played in the past, right? Just explore either missions or exploring your own yeah and the cool thing about this game is the they implement mario's hat in every single thing that you do 
Like you can become a taxi. You can become a uh, regular guy walking on the street. You can become a trash can. You can become anything. So his really. his hat is his identity. Like that's his character change. Yeah, it's kind of like you know Yoshi sucking up whatever he has into his mouth and I mean, like, Kirby. you know turns in. Yeah, into that character. Kirby, don't piss off the Nintendo nerds. I said Kirby. You said you said Yoshi. Did I say Yoshi? You said Yoshi. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, because uh, there's a Yoshi game coming out too. That's why. Oh, okay. Um, Good save. <laughs> yeah, and it's a great, great game. Also, uh, I'm excited. It, you, you remember that uh, Yoshi's World? Yeah, but on SNES. Yeah, so say like that was a while ago, but yeah, I remember the cartridge. Yeah, so it's it's an homage to that game, but then with amazing graphics and a lot of new things that you can do. Uh, also, they announced a Kirby game too, and it's just Kirby, no extra titles or anything, epic yarn or any of that stuff. It's just Kirby. They're really trying to go back to basics, aren't they? Like go back to the nostalgia, like the original. Yeah, that's the cool thing about Nintendo, though. I mean, they have uh, a lot of IPs that they they really, you know, they try to renovate and make their characters in an, a new, brand new game every single time. They're not trying to go out and creating new ones every single time. They're they're just making things better. You know, what? I kind of like that. Um, to mm-hmm. be honest, even though I don't own a Wii, um, just a DS, I've been kind of getting tired of seeing just like the gimmicky versions of the characters we love, like Paper Mario kind of thing. You know? Yeah. So I kind of like that they're going back to the the core character. And back to the style that we loved as, you know, at its peak. Yep. And, you know, that's that's a great thing for a, a company to, you know, keep that going. I mean, there's so many Zelda games nowadays. Uh, they Nintendo knows it's, it's one of their best sellers, so they keep doing it. They keep making new Zelda games, which is good. I love it. I, I can't stop playing it. It's an amazing uh, franchise. However... You know, people have been complaining, complaining, complaining about, you know, certain IPs that, you know, they're focusing on Mm -hmm. because they focus too much, which is not bad. I mean, it's great games, but Metroid has been one of the games that people have been bashing for a very long time because they wanted something really good for the Wii. They wanted something really good for the DS because, I mean, they, they only had like one game for the DS and they barely had anything for the Wii uh, with Metroid. And, and you know they they had it at the very beginning of 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 uh, the Wii console, but nothing for the Wii U with Metroid. So finally, they announced two Metroid games: one for the DS, and then also for the Switch. And they're both different games. You know what? I really, really want like a like a gritty Metroid game, kind of like a Gears of War darkness to it. Oh, okay. Because that's always been like the thing. Like she was, she was the Master Chief before the Master Chief even was a concept. <laughs> that that's true. So I, I that, personally, that's what I want to see. I know that's not really Nintendo style. See, for me, like I, I, I wish the Zelda can go away from all those, you know, medieval style looking, and I want it to be more like futuristic. Like in the future, you know, Zelda's in this like uh, kind of like 
uh, Blade Runner, and he's on a motorcycle, and it's called Epona, you know, you desc- instead of riding a, ho- you d- a horse. You describe Star Wars. Do you realize that, right? No, Star Wars is more of a <laughs> more of a <laughs> uh, story about the Skywalker. Because what would be a future future uh, sword? Mm, uh, no, I would rather <laughs> go with a futuristic bow. <laughs> okay, so it's Chewbacca then. <laughs> yeah, because that's what Zelda is, you know, shooting bows and uh, using a sword, but I, I like using more of the bow. So you want Link Everdeen? Yes. <laughs> yeah, Link Everdeen. Replacing Katniss, how dare you? Anyways, uh, another big title um, that they announced that hasn't been shown or anything with Nintendo is a Pokemon game for Nintendo Switch, and it is going to be an RPG game. Ooh. I am so freaking excited right now. So, are you actually going to be like, you know, first-person view? I have no idea, but this is really exciting because all of the Pokemon games that are really, really, really good is always on the portable devices. And they've all been overhead. Yeah, and they've all been overhead, which I think it probably might be overhead. I have no idea. Um, because, I mean, Nintendo's known for making those type of games like Animal Crossing and stuff like that. So I'm okay if it's overhead, which is fine. But if it's kind of like Final Fantasy, it's even better. You know what? Okay, so the thing I liked about Pokemon Go was you actually had a search around. You didn't I mean there was the radar, but you actually had to you know look for the Pokemon. So if they were to do a first-person RPG game, I would be kind of cool to like if you're like walking around a field and you kind of see something in the distance moving, mm-hmm. like kind of like that sense of exploration. Yeah, I mean it's kind of hard to do that right now because um, I mean AR is so no 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 so new no, no no not for augmented reality. I'm talking about for the for the new game. Oh, for the new game. Yeah yeah. Well, I think it's possible now because when I was playing uh, the Zelda games, like anything that you see in the world. Mm-hmm. You can actually go there. Yeah. Yeah, and you can see stuff happening in the in, in the far distance. You see like um, you know, uh giants moving and then the and you're like probably like a couple hundred miles away. And it would probably take you like half an hour to walk all the way there. And then you see that, you know, monster or whatever it is. And you see it's a Pidgey. Yeah. <laughs> you're off. <laughs> yeah. Oh damn it. And, you know, that it was a legendary. You're where's the but, where's the kick button? <laughs> All right, so let's get away from Nintendo a little bit. Have you been watching A Man in High Castle? I heard you were talking about that. Yeah. We were talking about it in a couple other episodes, but what's new with it? Well, I think a couple of episodes I was going to be finishing it. Uh, so I did finish season two. It's I'm going to recap this really quick. So for those that aren't familiar with the premise of Man in High Castle, it takes place in a universe or world or timeline, whatever you want to call it, where the U.S., I mean the Allies lost world war ii and this, the united states is split in half um half the west coast goes to japan and the east coast goes to germany and you kind of see the u.s through japanese influence and the u.s through uh, nazi influence and it's it's very interesting i i've talked i mean we talked about this like episode one or episode two that i like those what if worlds that what if situation those mm-hmm. kind of like thought exercises uh, you know what would this be the Japanese one, it's very how can I put it? Oh, it's almost like a like a, a giant internment camp. It's and it sounds there's no point of this show that I that you can't 
Yeah, but I'm saying there, there, there's no way I can phrase it without it, you know, because the U.S. did terrible things during World War II. We were not as, as bad as like what Japan and Germany did. The U.S. did terrible things too. Mm-hmm. So when you're watching this show, you're like, "Well, that's not right." Well, we kind of did that. <laughs> <laughs> so like when they're giving like curfews to the Americans, they're doing like, you know, treating treating them like second class citizens. I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> that, um, that's just the reality of it i mean it uh, is during the wartime there's a lot of things that that happen and i, I think you know yeah th- this probably gives a really good example of it can happen to any type of you know it's not only the japanese it's a bunch of other you know, it, races too it gives a different perspective yes um and the german side which it seems to be a lot more kind of what you would imagine the the 50s united states to be like like very you know malt shop and malt shops in the corner uh sock hops kind of thing like more more retro like more of the united states that we would know mm-hmm. but well, anyways <laughs> so anyways what's your point <laughs> hold on but but more efficient okay mm-hmm. and then you start seeing the darker side of it like somebody gets sick and they're like, well, under German law, uh, we like this person can't be allowed to reproduce. They have to be put down. And you're like, oh, that's right. The Germans are kind of into that. As much as I like their version of the of the United States, they are dark. <laughs> um, so, the, I, should I give away the the one of the, the twist? No, no, I don't think. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So Let's leave it at that. <laughs> so I recommend watching this show. Uh, just for the the seeing the what if situa- aspect of it, and it's a giant mystery on what is going on in this world, because there are films that show our reality, our timeline of us winning the war, but they don't know. Like, but you don't know if it's a different timeline. Did somebody go back in time, change the past, something? Like- it's a great mystery. I got sucked into it. The characters are. The good, the characters you're supposed to be rooting for piss the hell out of you, and the characters you're supposed to hate, you kind of become really proud of. Is is that like a, a normal trend for like these streaming shows like Amazon and Netflix? Yeah, they they try to keep that trend to keep you watching. I mean, that's that's the whole point of these guys uh, making these types of shows. No, but I'm saying like normal traditional TV. Usually, it's the with the exception of Breaking Bad. Traditionally, it's the character. You know, the main character is the the flawless character in a way. They have some growing to do, but in, in all senses, they are the perfect person. With some of these Netflix original, Amazon original shows, they're kind of antiheroes. Mm, yeah, uh, the, the, I think that's the only thing that you know hooks people in because it's a different perspective. You don't see; it's not the norm. Yeah, and I think you know what, and probably the whole streaming part of it. If it was week by week, people might get, you know, turned off by the character and not tune in the next week. But when you're streaming, you're going to see a lot of that character. You can binge watch. You can binge watch it and see that character develop really fast. So you might hit him one episode, but half an hour later, they do something that wins you over. Yeah. So there is a video game that is coming out that I think you're going to be very excited about that I haven't put in my notes. So you don't even know what it is. Halo! But, no, 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 oh. no. It has something to kind of do with the man in the high castle. It's very similar 
aspects of you know the nazis um but you know imagine the nazis in america which you is part of the show right i'm gonna take a guess Uh uh-huh and i will phrase my guess in the form of a memory uh my my favorite game for the original xbox was return return to castle wolfenstein Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> that is the game. <laughs> so excited as you are, did you hear about Wolfenstein? No, I don't know what the premise is. So they're in America. And America. Y- you know how you were talking about mount shops? Mm-hmm. So in the trailer, it shows, uh, you know, you're you're sitting in a malt shop and this Nazi guy comes and, and you know, starts, you know, mocking you, being Happens. an American. And then, you know, all of a sudden out of nowhere, he starts asking you for your papers and trying to ask you, you know, like, you know, uh, need your identification papers, ID. Bro, bro, I'm brown. I'm always getting asked that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So all that aside, you know, after all the, all that, um, you know, snippet, you get to see all the action and it's so exciting. And when I saw that trailer, I'm like, Alan's going to love this game because I remember how much you love uh, Return to Castle Wolfenstein and I remember coming to your house to watch it. And Dude, it, that... It's, it's great. Th- okay, the story for the Return to Castle Wolfenstein was fun. I would replay it if I could. The online was the best part because it was... How can I put it? It was a more interactive Call of, Call of Duty and I'm talking about like, the World War II Call of Duties. Before the Call of Duty was more traditional, like, you know, point and shoot, before they did the whole uh, kill streaks. This one, you could choose your class. If you were a medic, you can toss med packs, like, an infinite med packs to your team. Uh, if you were an engineer, you can uh, you had, like, a machine, uh, you had a shotgun and you could throw grenades. Uh, there was another one, from, I think, lieutenant, but you had a pistol, but you can call airstrikes. It was so freaking fun, just like tossing random airstrikes, <laughs> just to screw screw up. <laughs> oh my god! All right, sorry. That, that I was going back to memory lane. <laughs> yeah, it's actually called uh, Wolfenstein Two. Actually, my bad. Uh, it's called the New Colossus. It's a really cool title. But what if I like the old Colossus? I don't know. But talking about Colossus, Shadow of the Colossus from PlayStation is making a, a remake of that game uh, on the PS4. I don't know if you ever played it, but it, our friend Carlos is a very, very big fan of this game. He said it's one of the best games ever made, which I agree. It is one of the best games ever made. Is this Until, a, mech, a mech game, or what is the, what's the premise? Shadow of the Colossus is a uh, adventure game. Uh, you're basically hack and slashing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the graphics are very, very interesting. The whole uh, like art direction for this game is very different from everything else. I think this is one of the first games that is that has that God of War feel to it. Okay. Yeah. Like so. Ball, balls out attacking. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of interesting how a lot of these uh, video game companies are, are are remaking their old games for the new versions. Like, uh, I remember when I was little, I was playing King's Quest. I don't know if you ever heard of that game, but I yeah. played it on the, the Mac and uh, it was a great game. Uh, it was just, uh, like a, a quest 
game where you actually go around and try to gather things to it's like a puzzle type game but anyways well, they brought it back but in well, like a 3d form you know why they're doing this though right cash money yeah i mean Bit, that's bitcoin, the, that, they're doing it for bitcoin yeah for the bits uh no it's the gamer demographic is getting older i mean when when my dad was you know in his like mid 30s he would never have bought a game console mm-hmm. that's you true. and i yeah like you and i were like the first generation to well one of the, like part of the first generation that would want the newest console and we just grew up with that mentality of like oh new console time to upgrade <laughs> and i mean like now we're like we're, we're about to hit our 30s i mean it, the, the i think that the the age right now is like in the in the 30s for gamers Mm-hmm. Um, there was a stat that I saw that there's more, there are more female gamers in their 30s than there are um, teen teen boys gamers. I thought that was uh, I thought it was gonna be the other way around. Um, because nowadays, the actual girl gamers out out there they start with you know Minecraft. No, but no, but, but I'm saying like the age range, like like now oh, okay, there are more, yeah. yeah that, yeah, they start younger, but I mean, mm-hmm. there are more female gamers now. And besides that, we're the age with the dis- disposable income. Mm-hmm. Yeah, disposable they can try. Disposable income. <laughs> well, it's true though. Like, they, I mean, they could try to sell to fourteen and fifteen year olds, but the, all they're going to do is bug their parents. So why not try to sell to the parents? Mom, can you get me this game? No, do your homework. No, I it's remember like, that. It's going to be like this. Mom, can I get can I get this new console? Only if you keep your grades up. Next day, you're gonna see Dad trying to tutor his son to make sure he gets the good grades so they can both get the console. Oh, that that'll be me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that would be me too. Yeah. Um. So what else came out at E3? Uh. Okay. So I don't know if you ever played this game. It's called Beyond Good and Evil. Never heard of it. So this is also one of the best games ever made besides Shadow of the Colossus. This is what inspired that whole wave of hack slash games that is like Shadow of the Colossus and, you know, God of War and a bunch of other games. This game is called Beyond Good and Evil, and it is a game where it has a little bit of everything. It was the only game during its time where it was ahead of its time. It was hack and slashing and you get like um, other characters in the game that are helping you uh, with whatever you need. Healing, um, fighting, puzzle, uh, solving a puzzle. It's all of that combined into one. It's a little bit of Zelda. It's a little bit of um shooting a little bit of third person a little bit of first person it is a gigantic it's a very simple looking game but it's very very uh in depth with whatever it wanted to do when did the first one come out the first one came out in 2001 and it's a very long time ago and it came out for pc playstation 2 and xbox jesus you're right freaking 16 years damn yeah, it's been a very, very long time, and finally, 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 it is announced 
like a couple uh, years ago, like two, three years ago, and they finally showed something new. They showed a new trailer, and I think they are probably 40% done with the game because they're getting to a point where they're trying to get people's feedback and uh, uh, getting people to start testing the game. So I'm really excited about this game. I showed you the trailer. What do you think about the, 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 the trailer? I think it's 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 kind of showing you like what it's going to look like and the gameplay might look like that. What do you think? Yeah, no, it, it looks interesting. Um, I was kind of pulled back from the, by, by the, the dialogue. It seemed a little bit too cheesy, but the open worldness of it and the, how can I put it? It almost seems to take place in Zootopia. Mm, yeah okay like that 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 kind of open world environment kind of thing like i don't know I, i'm curious about it i just i i would get tired of, the, of those one-liners really quick <laughs> yeah uh, the, the actual game itself uh when i played it it was actually pretty cheesy and i was really surprised during its time there was a lot of dialogue in the game hmm. like yeah, as but- you were fighting with the characters they would like give you hints and everything but they, they actually do these liners where you're like, oh, okay, I, I didn't really get that. But thinking about it, oh, yeah, you know, I should do this. Yeah. That, that, what was that line in the in the trailer you sent me? Uh, I have a date and she doesn't do late. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. I, just, I rolled my eyes so hard. Yeah. So <laughs> this game is made by Ubisoft Montpellier, one of their subs. Okay, like they're sub studios. Anyways, I'm excited for that. More on that when you know more information comes out. Um, but other than that, I- I'm just so stoked that it's finally coming to surface. Yep. And so in the beginning, I mentioned that Disney's keeping it real. Have you heard of what Disney's new live action movie is going to be? There's going to be a Lion King, and there's going to be a Mulan movie I heard so far. Okay, so I think Mulan was greenlit. Uh, that one I'm excited yes, about. I'm very excited about. Because that one because that one's going to be a different, you know, it's going to be more of a kick-ass kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, they are currently in the works of casting for Aladdin. Oh yeah, I heard about that. And I heard someone was going to play uh, a voice for Genie. I'll tell you right now. Um, it's an interesting choice. I don't know if it's going to work, but this person is goofy and they can, they are, they are pretty funny. Will Smith. Yes. I think that is a really good choice. I think Will Smith can pull it off as being wacky as he is. And I think so. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing. The only other one that I could think of that could, you know, cause Robin Williams brought so much life to Genie. Um, not just with his his voice and his jokes, but his impressions. And when it comes to impressions, I can't think of anybody else that can beat him or at least compare. And that's that's what bothered me. So when I heard Will Smith, I'm like, I have nothing against Will Smith. It's gonna unless they try to change the genie up a bit, like they don't try to copy Robin Williams' genie. Kind of like kind of like how there's different versions of the Joker. That's what I'm kind of thinking. Um, but the latest news is. Who they're thinking of casting for Jasmine? Have you heard of Little Mix? Yes, I heard of the uh, of the 
girl band. Yeah. Uh, they're thinking of Jade Thurwall from Little Mix. Oh, okay. I can see that. Which she, yeah, she does look kind of look like Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Like she, light brown, has the big eyes, uh, has the singing voice. But also she's uh, she has the right background. And that's what I'm kind of excited about that. They chose somebody. I think she's a, uh, what is she? She is from, she has family from Yemen mm-hmm. and I believe Egyptian. Mm. If I'm getting mm-hmm. that right. So that, that kind of, you know, Middle Eastern Mediterranean mix. The controversy that I've been hearing about who they were kind of rumored of casting for Jafar, Mad Max. Tom Hardy. Yep. It's a little weird. Well, and this is how you know we live in 2017. Um, the controversy with Tom Hardy is because he's white. Mm-hmm. He's a great actor. He's a great actor. Um, he's one of those actors for me that I'm not a big fan of him. And when I hear him in a movie, I'm kind of like, okay, whatever. But he hasn't disappointed me. I'm a big fan of him ever since uh, Bronson. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are. I mean, like, I could take him or leave him, but like he's like he's not one of those actors. I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna screw this movie up. He's just kind of like, okay, but he he's a great actor. Like he was great in Mad Max. He he had didn't have a big role, even though he was a title character. Like he didn't have a lot of lines. He was more like a wild animal. Uh, Bane, which is really interesting uh, difference in the uh, character uh, development. But yeah, like him as Jafar, he's getting it's getting controversy for uh, what do they call it? Um, I guess I, I guess it's whitewashing a character, pretty much taking an ethnic character and casting him with a white actor. Yeah, talk about diversity. Same thing with um a recent movie that just came out, Ghost in the Shell. Oh, Ghost yes. in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell. You're right. Well, okay. Yes, it's it is a Japanese a Japanese yes. right? Japanese anime, but the, the, there's no real ethnicity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyways let, let's go beyond that because uh, for me I, I i think you know the anime itself in japan they always portray other races yeah. it's not just japanese and sometimes the main character doesn't have brown hair black hair they have blonde hair blue eyes and it's really hard for an asian person to be you know, blonde hair and blue eyes doesn't make any sense to me. Right. I mean, it, it was portrayed that way, so I think it should be that way, wasn't, you know? Wasn't there some controversy for Avatar The Last Airbender 2 for that? When they casted, uh, oh my god, I forgot, um, Aang? Uh, I, did, I don't think there was much because the guys that, the guys that were the creators of the show, they're white. Well, <laughs> that, that seems to cause more controversy, actually. No, because, I mean, yeah, there was a little bit. Because they're saying, like, oh, they casted a little white boy for Aang. But there was no, like, race defined in Avatar. There's not even... Yeah, so I think that yeah, was like, there's okay. there's no ethnicities. It's more... It's nations, but you don't know... You can interpret what each nation is. Like, Chinese, Americans, European kind of thing. But there's no defined role. Anyways. Um, but going back to Aladdin. If they do not cast... Tom Hardy as Jafar, I'm proposing, and Atlanta, and Disney's going to have to pay a lot of money for this, Sir Ben Kingsley. Yay? Huh? Just because he played Gandhi yeah. and he's not Indian? What? No! 
Because he has that. He has the beard. Yeah, but <laughs> he played Gandhi, and there was already a controversy. No, no, there that. there was controversy because the British occupied India, and then as the savior of, or as the one of the leading civil rights heroes, that's the no, words. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about. Oh yeah, I remember that Indian actor. He was in that Gandhi movie, or like, oh, I remember that guy. He was in that uh, Johnny Five movie. Oh no, the, the, Johnny Circuit. Five was legit white guy. <laughs> yeah, that was, and that was like a white guy doing like a terrible Indian impression. That's that's what made it worse. Um, yeah, but I mean, it was so believable when I was a little kid to watch. No, that. but it, I'm saying the, the controversy with Ben Kingsley playing Gandhi was because he was a British actor playing an Indian civil rights leader. That was fi- that was protesting against the British occupation. Mm-hmm. That's like uh, Tom Cruise playing Martin Luther King. I-, I would go see that. God damn it, Anton! <laughs> 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 but uh, that, that was my point, though. Um, holy crap, we're running long. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's uh, wrap it up. All right, Anton. Tell them how people can keep supporting our jabbering. All right, if you would like us to jabber and jabber and jabber every single week, you can go to www.the2oc.com. Go to the very bottom of the page, buy us a beer, or you can go to our store and buy stickers and right. T-shirts. And also, if you want to reach out to us, talk to us a little bit about what you either liked about the episode, didn't like, or just tell us what you're into right now that we should check out. You can reach us at mail at the2oc.com. Or you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the 2OC for, for each of those. All right, Anton, are we forget anything? Also, there's going to be a lot of show notes with all the links that we talk about, you know, little things from Amazon. So if you'd like to purchase anything from that, you can support us that way too. Yeah, but other than that, I think uh, that's pretty much it. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. For the 2OC, I'm Alan Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. Yeah, you guys have a good one. Later. Later.